0: Shalom, everyone. Hello and welcome to God's Little Hummingbird. So, I am so excited for this podcast series and I'm so happy to meet you. I hope we can really grow and learn together. So, we're going to be studying God's Word starting in chapter one, Genesis chapter one, and we're going to look at that scripture in depth and go through the whole entire Bible, linking scriptures together that actually go together and using the Hebrew and some of the Greek texts as our basis to understand some of the things in the scriptures that we've never seen before. Now, please make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. Give us a really good rating. That would help us out as well, so we can continue doing what we're doing, and follow along with us so that you continue to learn. You can also reach us at Facebook on our Facebook page at God's Little Hummingbird, and um, we're just super excited, so please give us your encouraging comments and your thoughts and what God's showing you. We love to learn together. Now, let's look at the Bible we're going to be using. I will be reading from the New King James Version. Being a Hebrew speaker myself, I do prefer this translation or the New American Standard Bible, the NASB. Those are the closest literal translations. There are some discrepancies in both translations, especially in the New King James Version, which I don't like the New King James Version, but I use the... I'm sorry, I don't like the King James Version, but I do use the New King James Version. One of the very first discrepancies is that the word James doesn't even exist in Hebrew when King James commissioned the Bible to be written, they inserted his name into scripture instead of the word for Jacob, but not a huge deal, but it is still a deal. <laughs> so it's just something to keep in mind. But when you look at the original Hebrew scripts, these two really line up. I really advise you not to use one of the living translations. They are a translation of a translation. I do not like how they, they do not reflect the accurate heart of the scriptures. So Stay away from those ones, and I would suggest, please, get a New King James Version or, or the New American Standard Bible, one of those types that are at least a really good effort in translating the truth. So, with that being said, let's begin. The very first verse is so loaded. So, Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In Hebrew, it reads, Bereshit Barach Elohim Aleph Hashamayim Vehaaretz. Now, technically, in Hebrew, they do not pronounce the Aleph Tav there, but let me explain to you why I did. The word in the beginning in Hebrew is Bereshit, and then when it said Bara Elohim, that is the plural word Elohim, gods. Bara created. Notice gods plural created later in this. Chapter. we will see that God said, let us make man in our image, us and our, plural. This is a huge, huge testimony to the fact that Jesus Yeshua, our Messiah, is in fact God. And he is the son of the father. We know there are two separate entities, the father and the son, but they are both God, gods. It's plural. And they were together at this time in creation. Now, we have again, Bereshit Barach Elohim, in the beginning he created, in the beginning God's created, and then we have this in, this definite pronoun marker, Aleph Tav. It has no translational meaning, but I will tell you what I believe it means, because Jesus Yeshua says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Of course, he spoke Hebrew, and the equivalent Alpha Omega we know is A to Z in English, and in Hebrew, it's Aleph, the very first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and Tav, the very final letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So here we have a few meanings within the Aleph Tav. I will tell you that as, after I finish this verse. So in the beginning, God's created, Hashemayim, the heaven's and the earth. Now, Hashemayim is another powerful word because Hashemayim has the word Mayim within it and the word Mayim in Hebrew is water. So the heavens are full of water, and in a few verses you're going to see where God um separated the waters above from the waters below. And we in English don't really think of the heavens as possessing water when we look at the sky, but we know it does. We see rain come down, we see clouds, moisture condensated into and condensed into the form of clouds. So we know it's there, but in Hebrew it paints this beautiful picture that there's waters above us, and then there of obviously we see the waters on the land. So. Let's now return to the Aleph Tav. When Jesus says, I am the Aleph Tav, because he, of course, spoke Hebrew to his disciples and believers. He was not speaking Greek, even though they translated it that way. Um, We know he said, I am the Aleph Tav. I'm the beginning and the end. Right here, we see that Jesus was with the Father. We are told in the Bible that all things were created through him. We are told that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So we know from the book of John that he was right there with God, and we also know that he says he is the first and last. So all things with him, he is He is what, you know, he, he was there at the beginning, he'll be there at the end. He is with the father, they are God. We can worship both father and son. It's really amazing. Now, let's look a little bit clearer into that. In this, it says God's created the heavens and the earth in the beginning. The Aleph Tav, Embodies the concept of everything, first and last, beginning and end. And what we also know that at this moment in time, all things were already prophesied and ordained to happen when they would happen on the earth. We understand from the Hebrew language, the word for festival or feast is Moedim, and it is the Hebrew word which means appointments. God scheduled appointments for Jesus to die at Passover. As one of his festivals, his feast is Moedim, to rise on the feast of first fruits, to return at the feast of trumpets the second time. So, my point is, God knows the history of the earth. He wrote the history, spoke the history of the earth from the very beginning. He knew the end. Nothing surprises God. Nothing's going to change his mind. God does not change, He has no shadow or turning within Him. So it's really powerful to start understanding this Hebrew language. And again, I will read it smoothly. Bereshit barah, Elohim Aleftav V'Haaretz In the beginning, God's created the heavens and the earth. And in there is that Aleftav, the beginning and the end. All things were foreordained. Yeshua was right there with the Father, creating all things. Verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of Elohim was hovering over the face of the waters. That word spirit in Hebrew is the word ruach, R-U-A-C-H is how it is transliterated, and it means wind. Kind of neat, because when we see the Holy Spirit, the the ruach Hakodesh, descend on the disciples when they are meeting at the feast of Shavuot, or some call it Pentecost, in the book of Acts, we see um, wind rushing and descending on their heads like tongues of fire, pretty powerful. Then Elohim, or gods, said, Let there be light, and there was light. And gods, Elohim, saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Now, let me point out that the sun, moon, and stars are not created until day four. Many people wonder well, then what in the world is this happening here? Because why is the day and light, or I mean, sorry, why is the light and darkness being separated? Well, I propose and I firmly believe that this is the day that Satan got cast out of heaven to the earth, and I'll tell you why. In the book of Isaiah, we are told that Lucifer, our Satan, was cast out of heaven. We are also told by Yeshua, Jesus, our savior in the gospels, that he saw Satan and his armies being kicked out of heaven and fall to the earth. We're also told Satan is the prince of the air, the ruler of the earth. And we see in the book of Job, where on a certain day, the sons of God presented themselves before the Lord. And in that number was Satan and his demons, right? We know the the angels of darkness were there as well. And never from Genesis to Revelation do we see the actual moment in time explained or shown when Satan was cast out. Yet we are told that he rules The earth, that he was here, the the serpent was in the garden, that he was trying to deceive. Well, he did deceive Eve and Adam. And here we see a separation of light and darkness. And we are told over and over and over in scripture that God is light, Jesus, Yeshua is light, but that Satan is darkness. So I propose and I believe that this day one is when Satan came to the earth. And I don't know if that's why the earth was created, to give him a place to be cast out until his time I don't know, and I don't know if that was part of the embroiled battle that ensued, you know because Satan is constantly trying to deceive me and you, Adam and Eve, all the people that have ever lived and turn them against God that's his whole goal because he doesn't want to go down alone and he wants to whatever for whatever reason he in his pride tries to come against the God of all who will win and will triumph so Interesting thought, I really believe on day one, the separation of God's armies of goodness from Satan's armies of badness, I believe this is when it happened on day one. Okay, so verse five, God, or Elohim, called the light day, which is the word yom in Hebrew, and the darkness he called night, or lila. So the evening and the morning were the first day. And there, my friends, is the title of this first episode because evening comes before morning in Hebrew. The book of Leviticus has a very clear verse that exposes this. But if you've ever understood and you've ever seen that the Sabbath, the biblical Sabbath, starts on Friday night at sunset... You may have wondered why. Why are they starting the Sabbath at the sunset? Well, if we read this whole chapter one, you're going to see that every single day that God created, he says the evening comes first and the morning. We're going to be told a little later when he creates the sun, moon, stars, that they were for signs and seasons and our days and our times. Well, when we see the sunset, we were to know that the day was beginning. Pretty powerful. So verse five, again, I'm going to read that line, that last sentence one more time. So the evening and the morning were the first day. That's beautiful. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. That word firmament may throw some of you off, but it just means an expanse. And remember how we said the word Hashemayim or the word for heavens is the word for waters, the waters above, right? So we know there's waters in the heavens and there's waters below and in the, In the midst of it, in between it, is this expanse of air that they're calling the firmament. So that separates the waters above from the waters below. Again, I'll read verse 6, that last part of the sentence, and it says, And let it divide the waters from the waters. Pretty amazing picture. Verse 7, Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day again. Evening and then the morning. Then God said, "Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear." And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. So eretz, and yamim. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, "Let the earth bring forth grass and herb." that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Again, no evolution. The seed is put in each created created item and each seed produces the seed according to its kind. Really neat. And the earth brought forth grass the herb that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So people do not ever birth chickens and trees do not birth people, so forth. Every seed in the word seed, there can be the word zera. Sometimes it can be used as sperm. So when it is, when we see, people referred to and creatures referred to, and it talks about the seed. It uses the word zera, which is the word for sperm. So that sperm is always going to produce likeness of the creature that was produced that it came from. So a bear will produce a bear. A monkey will produce a monkey. A human will produce a human. A tree will produce a tree, but they do not morph into other species. Verse 13. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Again, evening and the morning. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. Remember what I said a few verses ago? Here we go. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. So what we know through all scripture, if you read Hebrew, the day starts at sunset. When we have a new moon sighting, we start our month and the seasons so when we have spring we begin our new year. So God set it up on earth for us to have these the sun, the moon, all these seasons, everything that comes the day, everything shows us how to how what the times are, what the seasons are. So it's really amazing. So we know when we see the sun set, for example, like I said, it's a new day. So he put those there for our markers rather than he didn't create a clock. He created the sun, moon, and stars, and and, and all these seasons that show us these things. So it's really, really fascinating. Okay. Verse 16, then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now if you understand the biblical history of our earth, our earth is approximately 6,000 years old when you look at it through scientific biblical explanation and dating. So we know we are finishing right now the sixth day. We know that the Messiah returns in the seventh day. We also know he came in the fourth day. That's when he was on the earth. Day four is when the sun was placed in the sky to separate the darkness from the light, to show the difference between the day and the light. I think it's fascinating that if you ask most Jews who understand the Jewish traditions and culture, they will tell you the number of the Messiah is the number four. But I believe many, especially those who do not understand Jesus as the Messiah, miss this concept that the number four very much represents and points to our Messiah because he came in the fourth day. He will also return in the seventh day on the, quote, Sabbath of the earth. During the millennial reign. Very, again, very powerful prophecies. Verse 20 Then God said, Let the waters above abound, I'm sorry, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abound, according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. Again, there was no evolution each created being was created according to its kind then god said let us make man in our image do you hear the plural there it doesn't say like let me make man in my image let us make man in our image again the word elohim the word gods there is gods it's elohim it's plural so according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So they were told to kabash or rule over everything on the earth. You've heard that word Kabash, I'm sure, but that's what it, where it comes from. So Elohim, gods, created man in his own image, in the image of gods. He created him male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, "'Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Chabash. (laughs) Rule over it. "'Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth.' And God said, "'See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food.' also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God's Elohim saw everything that he had made. And indeed, it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, many of you have referred to the sixth day and the number six being referred to the number of man. This is why. Because on the sixth day of creation, man was created. If we look at the sixth day, which is now, we're in the sixth day of creation, so to speak. I mean, of history, I'm sorry. Sixth period of 1,000 years. Like I said, remember, Paul says a day is like a 1,000 years to the Lord. So, during this last day, the wickedness of man rises up to a great, enormous, immense disgustingness, against God's holiness. We become more and more wicked and depraved. Also, the number of the anti-Messiah, the one who is against the Christ, the one who is, as we are told in Thessalonians, the man against the law, he is lawless. We are also told that throughout the New Testament and places, and in Daniel, the Antichrist is one who changes, God's, tries to change God's times and laws. So it's that number that's given to him is 666, 666. And so it's like this exploded man versus, you know, it's like man versus God. Because in our flesh, in our manliness, we are not pleasing to God. We need to be converted by the power of the Holy Spirit and be more godly and less, quote, manly, so to speak. So it's, we, I don't know, there's some interesting prophecies there. I love scripture, how it never just, it's usually not just there for, to tell us like, okay, he created, you know, here's the story of creation, but there's so much prophecy in it. Many of you have missed also that the day began at evening, the morning, you know, the morning was the second half of the day, all those good things. So, Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Continue with us as we continue to go through scriptures. Please share your insights. Go over to our Facebook page. Like it. Subscribe to it as well. And I just really love you. And can we just please bow our heads in prayer and just thank God for this time together. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, I just thank you so much for giving us your word, giving us your Holy Spirit. Please speak to us through your word. Please teach us your ways. Please protect us from any... Lies or deception, and please help us to only hear your truth, please grant every listener and myself and all of us around all of your children obedient, humble, submissive spirits, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to comprehend, and please, please help us just to have the heart and and knowledge and foresight to just obey and follow you. Please let us forsake all, take up our cross and just follow you, Lord, and give everything for you, please, please teach us your truth, please be glorified in all the earth. And thank you, Lord, that you will come again. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your promises that will never change. We love you so much, Father. Thank you for your love. The name is, Show shall we ask. Amen. Okay, I just love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me. Please like and subscribe this. Please give us a good rating. And I hope we have a wonderful journey together. And if there's any questions you have, like I said, go over to our Facebook page. And you can also send your questions to me because through the Facebook page, because that would gives me sometimes things I know to focus on specifically for you guys. Thank you so much. Have a super blessed day.